it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Geminis, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things yoga, well-being and relationships. And today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Karen Kirkness. She's a mother of two toddlers and she is Meadowlark's yoga founding teacher as well as an author of Spiral Bound. You can find her teaching integrated anatomy workshops, dropping classes and sometimes Mysore. And she's core facility, she's the core faculty, I can never say that word, <laughs> on Meadowlark's foundational and advanced training. So welcome, Karen. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you very much for having me, Gemma. That's all right. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. So uh, what is your story behind Meadowlark? And yeah, how did you get into yoga? Wow. Well, I'll keep the, the story short <laughs> enough for, for a uh, friendly chat. Um, so I started to yoga started for me when I was in college. I discovered it then it was pretty much life-saving and I just loved it right away. And I knew that that's what I would be doing pretty much for the rest of my life. Um, and then fast forward uh, many years, I, um, moved to Scotland to do my master's degree, my first master's in fine art. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I worked as a freelance yoga teacher through my master's degree and it, it was through the passion for the practice, but it also helped pay the bills, you know, when you're, yes, yes. When you're, when you're a student and you're trying to figure out how to make your way in life and keep your bills paid, you, you know, I, I think it was Eddie Stern who said at that time that yoga teaching was the new bartending. <laughs> and that was 15, yeah. 20 years ago, you know, now yeah. um, I don't know anybody who teach, who tends bar, but I'm, <laughs> but I know a lot of yoga teachers uh, and I think it's a, at that time for me, it was a really healthy, productive way to, to earn a living. I did not at that time realize it would become my life's work and that I yeah. would become a professional movement teacher and not a professional artist. So I would say, yeah, making that shift was gradual and through my freelance practice as a teacher, I just built a client base and a professional circle of, of friends who were also yoga teachers. Yeah. And organically, the studio just kind of happened around that. That's amazing. That's really good. So how do you say so if someone is completely new to yoga and they come to your studio, how, how, what, what yoga class would you say to do? Well, we have a range of beginners courses and uh, basics level drop-in classes uh, because not everyone is available to do to take on a, a you know an eight-week course and be somewhere specific at seven p.m. on a Tuesday every single yeah. week. 
Although in the past, that was definitely the model, you know, you, you would have people signing up to beginners courses that might last 12 weeks and they wouldn't bat an eyelash. They'd be expected to turn up at the same time place yeah. on the same day per week. But I think lifestyles have changed and now there's a lot of, um, you can get yoga kind of on, on tap really. Yeah, and, you can actually. Yeah. yeah. So people have yeah. gotten used to the convenience and they're maybe less willing to commit to a progressive course which I think in many ways, you know, is sad because you don't get the progression that, and the one-to-one attention that yeah. you might've enjoyed 10 years ago, but now at least it's uh, yoga as, um, as a method of healing, as a method of fitness, it's so available. It's so everywhere. So that, yeah. that can only be a, a good thing. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And did you use, or did you find yoga because you needed to heal something or you just found it as like an exercise class or spiritual class? I think it for for me personally, it was everything all in one, which is why I was so utterly addicted to it from the yeah. off, like right away. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is everything. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true because it makes you feel so good, doesn't it? Even just one yeah. stretch, it just changes your mindset straight away. Absolutely. It really does. And so then do you have uh, experienced yogis like advanced or intermediate as well coming coming in the door? Well, at Meadowlark, we have the, I think in, in all of Edinburgh, there's only one continuous morning Mysore program and Ashtanga program where we do offer, it's, I, I put it in inverted commas, that whole traditional thing, because as we know, you know, from the dialogue, in the narrative in uh, in yoga, the critical dialogue is that tradition is kind of a movable feast. Now there isn't really um, a, a sort of coherent lineage that's that, that's yeah. done the test of time in terms of there being a single route into to yoga. So there's lots of ways people come to yoga. There are lots of ways to define terms like advanced. You know, yeah. But, that's true. Um, yeah, we do. We, we have in our com- practice community, we do have people who have been at it for decades. Yeah. So, chanting, pranayama, philosophy, asana. We we do cater for beginners who are new to the practice and those who who have been doing some form of practice for many years. Yeah, that's amazing. And tell me about Spiral Bound. What's that? Ah, so my background in, in art and anatomy uh, has really since since I was an art student drawing from life drawing from the human figure and and skeletons and learning about the uh, the the anatomy of the human form all the way through a dissection course that I did at the University of Edinburgh I got a second master's in human anatomy in on the clinical side of things oh wow so experiencing the uh, academic study of yoga, and then also the feeling of having a body and moving through postures and trying to progress in asana, get deeper into positions, led me to this inquiry about like, what are the limits and yeah. why? Yeah. Well, like what, why do going very deep into postures that some people might refer to as extreme but for some people it's therapeutic whereas for others it would be catastrophic to try to get your leg behind your head and why for some people do you do you give those postures and other people you you would advise they take a more yin approach yeah and it was really the yeah what are the common patterns that we find in the human shape 
and why are, how can we vibe with those? How can we make our movement really resonate with what's already going on in the tissues? And Spiral Bound has um, it, the fruit of many years labor researching fascia and the, the, the constraints of fascia, the morphological or the yeah. shape related constraints of our bodies. That's amazing. That sounds really interesting. I need to read that. I'll read that. Yeah. <laughs> and do you bring more nutrition into it as well? As in, is it an all round, like with Mesolark, do you advise having a good nutrition, balanced diet, kind of thing like that, as well as spiritual or meditation and journaling? Or is it just you come for a yoga class and you can take what you want from it? I love the spirit of your question, Gemma, because I hear all of your, your interests in, in the whole being behind the question. Yes. And I really, yeah, that really resonates with me. And I'm sure your listeners will, uh, will also find kind of common ground with that question because we all know that nutrition <laughs> and lifestyle mood and, and relationships, how the state of our relationships, state of our sleep patterns and all of that, it's a holistic interconnected project yes you can't really <laughs> deal with one yeah without embracing all the others and so yes we yeah. we do um you know we do advocate addressing nutrition and diet uh, but we have over the years our community at Meadowlark and I, I just speak for my friends and colleagues there as well because I, I know they would feel the same way is that we all sort of have specialized in an area and we know what it takes to have special training and credentials in that area. Yeah. None of us are nutritionists. We haven't trained. We don't have the, the qualifications to advise formally on nutrition. So I don't particularly do that, but I always refer, I would refer my, my clients and, and students to others who, who could help them deal with their, their yeah. nutritional. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that as well. I'm not a qualified nutritionist, but I have a an understanding about it or that I have an interest in it. So yeah, I'm exactly the same as you. I will give my my feedback, I suppose, but then I will then also refer to someone that actually knows what they're talking about. <laughs> there you as go. Well as I do, but yeah. <laughs> That's great. And do you find that your children join in, although I suppose they are young, but do you find if you do home practice, home self-practice that they will join in as well? Yeah, they'll either join in or try to sabotage the whole thing. It's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> could go either way. Yeah. They always want to do what I'm doing. And if I give them space to join in, they will. Yeah. But I'm, if there's a plant or a computer nearby, there's a good chance they'll destroy <laughs> whatever is nearby as much as there's a good chance they'll be doing headstand with me they might also be smashing things up yeah yeah <laughs> they're two and four and they're like you know because you've got a four-year-old yeah, yeah yeah definitely just, yeah. yeah I find what well, mine mine's seven and four so yeah I find especially oh, wow. the seven-year-old he likes to come and jump on me and then he's like can we do tree pose while you're balancing me on your back and stuff like that <laughs> all right okay i'll try <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yes, yeah, it's all good fun because you never actually get time to yourself. And, and I suppose that that is a nice thing that you've got the studio uh, so you can go and practice whenever you want to. Well, with without your kids, if you've got childcare. But um, yeah, I suppose it is growing as well. Your studio is growing because more people are wanting to do yoga and well-being. And I think because of the whole year, two years we've had, I think a lot more people are thinking about themselves now. I think self-care is definitely on the rise. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it needs, I think as well as, I don't know, bringing it into the workplace as well and, and offices. I think a lot of people are trying to bring that more into it now and and finding balance because it is all about balance as well. If you treat your people well and support them to support themselves, absolutely, you're going to get a more reliable, inspired engaged workforce yeah, yeah yeah you really are and where did meadowlark yoga name come from oh well it's right on the edge of the meadows in oh. edinburgh on the um do you know near the university have you have you been to edinburgh no I, we keep saying we need to come, come. to edinburgh <laughs> yeah so it's because it's right uh, on the place called the meadows this iconic a place in Edinburgh around the university yeah. uh, that that's where it's got it got its name and I was walking past the premises listening to the fleet foxes oh a yeah long time ago and they have a song called Meadowlark <sighs> so I was listening to that I was on the meadows oh. and then this uh, premises was for the lease was advertised as for rent and I thought this is yeah. the place so yeah. it all kind of came together around that moment. And so that's, that's amazing. Name. Oh, mm. that's amazing. That's really good. It's really, really good. And do you teach teachers as well, yoga teachers? We do have a teacher training program, which is so dear to my heart. I've learned so much by training teachers. It's become the one of the most important things to me is, is developing my teaching practice alongside my personal practice. Yeah. So it's been a great whetstone for learning, you know, when yeah. you sharpen up your instrument. Yes, oh, yes. Me too. Yeah. I think as well, Very proud. Always, we are always learning no matter what. We are always going to find something to want to talk about or learn about. And just, yeah, every single day we are bringing in new things all the time lifelong learning baby yes mm -hmm. definitely it is <laughs>I just wanted to share with you that I am totally in love with Confused Girl in the City yoga brand. They have all kinds of apparel which include crystal inspired leggings, capris, shorts, joggers as well as tanks, tees, sports bras, hoodies and swimwear and accessories ranging from towels, beanies, face masks and bags and I have a few of these leggings and tanks and I absolutely love them. They are so soft and really really comfortable. Now Giovanna who started the Confused Girl brand, she started it as a blog and when she went on her healing and spiritual journey she met a healer who had a profound effect on her he had a collection of crystals and told her to pick two to take home 
One day she was meditating and she had a vision of creating a line of women's activewear that was inspired by these crystals. Now Giovanna takes high resolution photos of crystals that inspire her and work with an art team to print them onto fabric. Each pair of leggings represents a different stone. These healing crystals balance yin yang energy and cultivate courage, creativity and healing. And their leggings are four way stretch, breathable and made in LA and they pride themselves in using the best quality fabric on the market. These leggings are great for working out or going out or just chilling as well. So why the name Confused Girl? Well, Giovanna's answer is simple. It is really easy to accept yourself when you are feeling good and your life is the way you want it. But it isn't so easy to accept yourself when things are tough and you are confused. And we shame ourselves in times when we need to be embracing ourselves. Confused Girl is about accepting yourself just as you are at this moment. This acceptance will leave you, lead you to your true nature. Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself. So you can see why I love this brand so much. So head over to the website today, which is confusedgirlinthecity.com and use code yogigemma for a 20% discount at the checkout. That's yogigemma for 20% discount. Head on over now and check them out. And with your anatomy workshops as well, does that include the teacher training or is that a different workshop? Oh, yeah. So the teacher training is a 200 hour program for okay. foundational level. And then there's a 300 hour we offer advanced training to take our trainees up to 500 hour level, which is the uh, experienced yoga. Uh, red, what is it? Registered experienced yoga. Anyway, it's right. Yeah. Yoga- you know, the Yoga Alliance, yeah. <laughs> they have their acronyms yes. that I, I always get them yeah. wrong. <laughs> but then my, I, I'm a YASEP, which is another acronym, which is Yoga Alliance Continuing Education Provider. Ah, so, yes. And, yeah. and I teach workshops that are uh, continuing education, uh, three, two hours here, three hours there, that, that sort yeah. of thing. I also offer a continuing education specialist training course, which is approximately 75 hours in the art of spiral movement. And that's called the five filaments specialist training. Right. Okay. And what does kind of that go into more of? That goes into the anatomy and developing on the foundations of spiral anatomy, uh, spiral sequencing. So how the body moves in rotational terms. Okay. So it's, uh, it's a lot like vinyasa yoga mixed with mobility training. And, and it also varies in intensity. So you get a kind of yin approach and then very dynamic, higher intensity work as well. Oh, that's good on rotation and spirals. Wow, that's really good. So that's, is that where the word spiral bound as well from the book came from? Or yes, more, yeah. spirals in anatomy, the way like yeah. in, in biomechanical terms, this could get really nerdy, Gemma. So I'm going to spare you <laughs> nerdy part, but so it's, <laughs> but it's all very, very nerdy biomechanical principles, like the scapulohumeral rhythm, which talks okay. about how when the humerus moves, the upper arm bone moves, it rotates and carries with it a rotation in the scapula and the clavicle and that that rhythm it describes oh, okay. volume or yeah, yeah you don't just raise your arm up everything inside the shoulder is moving and it is rotating right and so understanding those patterns will help us uh, practice in a safer way progress so that we're able to harmonize with our joints rather than putting them in harm's way and yeah. also te- teach uh, yeah. more safely 
Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's really, really good. So if someone hadn't done yoga before, what would you kind of say that it does? Because so many different people have so many different things about what yoga is. But yeah, what would you say coming from that side? Oh, well, it's it's definitely mind and body. And a lot of people get hooked first on the, the physicality of it. So if you're new to yoga, just go in, get stuck in, get on your mat, move and breathe, and you will come out feeling physically better. And, and then the endorphins will lead you to also feeling mentally better. And then there's a world of mental, emotional and spiritual benefits that await you on top of the physical level. So it's yes. like a cake that never ends. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get you with that one. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody was a bit nervous about coming into a class, because what I found actually with the people that I teach, everyone seems to think that there's a misconception of what yoga yogis are. Like you should be bendy, tall, blonde. It's like, no, anybody can do yoga. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and actually I taught a, I had a one-to-one -one a few weeks ago with a tree surgeon and his wife kind of pushed him into it that he knew he needed it, never done yoga before, could, could never really even half bend because he was just so inflexible. Yet six weeks on, he can touch his toes. He's, he's just got so much He's just come on leaps and bounds and he, he knows he needs it and he really enjoys it. And I think that's really good. Once you feel that like, oh my gosh, it feels amazing. You then keep going with it. I think you're right there. That's the key is if you can make the space inviting for someone to try something new because it can seem very intimidating. And it, it sounds like yeah. you've done just that with your tree surgeon who maybe <laughs> felt intimidated or, or he just, yeah. yoga, that's for my girlfriend or my grandma. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's another one. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But actually then, you might find as well, are there more men coming to the classes? We have um, a balance of men and women. In some classes, there will be more men. Wow, that's good. Yeah. In many classes, there are, you know, sometimes more women. So yeah. we, do, we do find it really shifts and there's no way to tell yeah. from one class to another what the gender balance is going to be. Yeah, yeah. And do you have really early classes in the morning to late at night or do they balance throughout the day as well? Our USP is our MISOR program and our, our MISOR program director, Emma Isakivi. She's a level two authorized Ashtanga teacher. So her lineage is, uh, is through the Patabi Joyce Sharat yeah. from Mysore. Uh, but and I've, I've been to Mysore several times and have studied with the Joyce family as well. And I will get to your answer your question. Right. <laughs> but, so this traditional form, again, inverted commas, traditional form, we, we are of the spirit. Our uh, community is uh, mindful of our roots. So we know where the practices come from, but we are very committed to the um, adaptation and to the evolution of the style. So yes. keep a lot of what we love about it. We've seen the benefits of practicing first thing in the morning. So we do keep our morning practice. You know, it does start. We have people in the shala from 5.30 a.m. Oh, wow. every day, six wow. days a week. We take Saturdays off. Uh, so the program, it starts early. It's daily. We also have an evening program and then drop in classes all over the, the timetable from morning until yeah morning. that's amazing and do you find that you you use the 
Sanskrit words or do you mainly use English? Well, personally, if I'm teaching Ashtanga, I will use the Sanskrit, but if I'm teaching my five filaments work or a vinyasa class, or if I'm covering a, a power yoga class, I will really adapt my language to suit the community yeah. that I'm teaching. Yeah. yeah. When in yeah. Rome, Gemma, you yeah. know, we do yeah. Romans too. <laughs> Definitely. Because <laughs> actually I had a, a guy in the class the other day, actually I was covering for a spa class and he was saying that I, I was more spiritual than the normal yoga teacher. And he said, oh, I, I really like that because most of the time, actually, even though it's not in Brighton, but Brighton is very anything kind of goes. Um, he said, yeah, this place isn't very spiritual and that he likes that. And I thought, yeah, that's that's nice. It, I think it needs to be a balance and you do, you need to check out your audience before you do whatever you think is the right one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 I think that certainly works. Mm -hmm. And do you do any other workshops as well? There. I teach anatomy workshops, adjustments workshops, uh, pranayama, and um, we're big on breathing and yes, breathing chanting. Yeah. yeah, a lot of um, chanting the yoga sutras, uh, mantra. Yeah. Uh, the, the really the the movement community and I, people interested in fascia were really starting to recognize the power of vagal tone and of the parasympathetic yes. nervous system and techniques that stimulate that uh, rest and digest mechanism of the nervous system yeah which we can do through all of the the physicality of asana and, and of movement but there is a lot of uncharted territory in pranayama and chanting for stimulating vagal tone and for yeah. the euphoria for the the balance and clarity of mind for the endorphins and all of those that ca cascade it's a neuroendocrine experience that yes yeah wow that's really good and do you find that more and more people want to do breath work now as well pranayama and, and different different types different practices of breath work uh, we find on our trainings it's that's where people get really into it because maybe they didn't know it existed before yeah so 200 hour where where we have our uh, we'll have a two hour time slot devoted to teaching different kinds of pranayama that's when the penny drops for people and they realize this is for me. I really want to do more of this. Yes. Before they've had a proper introduction to it. They right. may not have known they're breathing. Why bother? I do that yes. all the time. I don't yes. even have to think about it. <laughs> yes. Because there's so much power behind breath, isn't it? It just feel it makes you feel so much better. And actually when you're when your posture's correct or sitting up correctly, standing correctly, your shoulders are back, your chest is lifted, you've then got so much more space within your lungs, your lung capacity stomach or abdomen for you to feel and breathe so much better using your diaphragm and just using everything that you've got till it's full to its full potential there you go yeah <laughs> you really have <laughs> that's the truth <laughs> it is and what are two tips that people can take away today ah uh, well doesn't matter what you're wearing if it's even if you're in jeans just get on the floor or even stay in your chair, but, but take five or 10 minutes to move and breathe every day. Yes. Yeah. That is very true. We need yeah. to do that because it does, it grounds you. It calms you down, releases the serotonin, your calming levels, calming hormones, yeah. and yeah, decreases the cortisol, your stress hormone. And where can we find you? What's your main website or um, social media platforms? Karenkirkness.com. 
And on the Instagram, just Karen Kirkness. Perfect. That's fine. I will put all of that in the show notes anyway. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, wonderful. My pleasure. It's lovely to meet you, Gemma. You too. Yes. And I'm sure we can have you back on again soon. Well, that would be lovely. That would be lovely. <laughs> Let me know if you're ever coming our way up to Edinburgh. Yes, I will. Yes. Yeah. And I'll let you know if I'm down south visiting Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Go check That's her out, cool. Joanne Avison. Okay. Mm. I will definitely do that. Definitely. Oh, thank you. It's cool. been really nice. Yay. Yay. Thanks so much, Emma. Take care. You too. Bye. 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 Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon. Music